0: Everyone, Hey guys. We're back. Welcome back to Flick Talk with your favourite hosts as usual, Fee and Belle. I'm Fee. And I'm Belle. And today we will be discussing a 2005 movie um, called The Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants.
1: I think, Les, should we explain what we're doing this month? Because this month has also another yeah.
0: theme. Yeah, go ahead.
1: So obviously it's well i think hopefully you'll be listening to this in june if you're not sorry <laughs> <laughs> um uh but yeah so june and july we thought that we'd be doing like like holiday rom-coms or like summer rom-coms basically mm. um and obviously to start it off we thought the best one would be the sisterhood of the traveling pants like saga because it's not a trilogy yet Mm. Um, Sources confirm I'm joking Um, But yeah So we're going to start off with this classic 2000s um, Rom-com It's not really a rom-com to be fair I think It's more of a
0: Yeah I'd agree There's actually a a comment I I was going to make About the rom-com thing Yeah
1: actually I do as well Um, And yeah so we're going to start it off With the sisterhood of the travelling pants And to start us off. Belle is going to give us a little summary for those of you who haven't watched the movie. Again, mm. why are you here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Belle, start us off with the with a little bio of the film.
0: Mm. Okay, so it's an American comedy-drama um, which is directed by Ken Quapus, I want mm-hmm. to say. Um, and it's from a screenplay by Delia Efron. Guys, if you've been listening to us... Um, f- you know, during the month of May. By now I hope you're familiar with the name Efron So Yes. <laughs> so um yeah, it's from a screenplay by Delia Efron and Elizabeth Chandler and it's based on a two thousand and one novel um which has the same name, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, um mm-hmm. which was written by Anne Brashers and um the still the film sorry, the film stars America Ferreira, Amber Tamblin, Blake Lively and Alexis Bledow and um, it's basically about four best friends um, Tibby Lena, Carmen and Bridget who buy a mysterious pair of pants that happens to fit fit each of them perfectly um, despite the fact happen. that they're... yeah, yeah no on. exactly <laughs> it's a myth like it's what anyway yeah go on sorry <laughs> but um, despite the fact that they're, they're different sizes um, it happens to fit all of them like exactly the right way and um and basically it makes whoever whoever wears them feel really like really good about themselves so when faced with the prospect of spending their first summer apart the um the friends decide to swap the pants basically swap the pants so that each girl gets a turn um yeah, enjoying the magic yeah during yeah. the summer, yeah 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 yeah, and we'll basically go into setting but they both they're in like some of them are in different parts of the world so they basically yeah. send and post it to each other yeah and then eventually it gets the back. Yeah, yeah but um yeah and it gets back home and then they kind of decorate it and make it really cute and write next yeah. on it yeah.
1: yeah i actually have a yes. question have you did you ever read the books because i remember that the books were really famous
0: so i'd never actually heard of the movie i didn't even up until i did my research i didn't i'd never heard of it never heard of the book never heard of the movie yeah yeah so it was it was have you seen the movies before or read the books
1: so i read the book in primary school because it was a massive thing for in our primary school for some reason all the girls read it um. So I yeah. So I always read the books, but I never watched the movie. Um, right. I I do you know what I think? The first time I actually watched it was probably was like when I was in uni. Like I watched oh. it with someone I think, and yeah. So that was like the first time because I've never I've always heard about this movie because it's such a cultural like phenomenon or something, and everyone always right. refers to this movie. But I've never ever watched it, and not when I was rewatching it today, I was like. I, I probably could not have handled watching this kind of movie at a young age, because I wouldn't yeah. have understood the mm. like um, some somewhat sentiments behind it. Um yeah. Especially with like Carmen and and her story. Her, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I was like, imagine I watched it when I was like fifty, like not even 15 like ten years old or something. I probably like, I don't think I would have liked it, and I wouldn't have like understood it.
0: I guess. Yeah. Same. I think yeah I think I would have missed you know when I don't know if you've you've had this before but um, for me when I watch shows now that I used to watch when I was younger and haven't watched for years and then maybe now it's like come back on TV yeah I'm like, you, you catch, like, innuendos and, like, things yes. that as a child you wouldn't have even. So true. Like, you hear the audience, audience laughing and like, com- I like, I don't know, like, Fresh Prince or something. Yeah. You hear the audience laughing and then you're like, well, what? I didn't get that joke. And yeah. then as an adult watching this, it, like, oh. So I feel like it's that moment yeah. of, like, as an adult realizing that, oh, this is what that means. And that's what yeah. that meant. Yeah. Yeah okay
1: so over to you fee okay so i'm just gonna go in about the director a little bit Mm. so this was directed by uh ken quap quapis Quapis, i think that's how you pronounce it it's the, the k silent um who is obviously the uh American film screen screenwriter and author and director. So he's he's like um really known for um a lot of I guess again rom coms you can say. So he did um he's just not that into you. Oh um he did license to wed. Um oh, I don't know that one. That's with uh John Krasinski and Mandy Moore, I think. Oh, and I like I John
0: Krasinski. It.
1: I think it was him and Mandy Moore actually. Now I think I don't know. I can't. Yeah. I can't remember that one. Um, but he did like um, uh, he directed a lot of uh episodes from The Office, um, and he did um Parks and Rec. Oh, which obviously, if did you've li- been listening, it's my favorite one. Some of my favorite oh. um shows. Yeah. So yeah, License to Wed uh is Mandy Moore and John Krasinski. Okay. Um yeah so he's done a lot of uh, kind of films like that he um he's also done like big miracle i don't know if anyone's seen that um but also he's well apparently there so since we're talking about sisterhood of the traveling Pants, they're doing a third one apparently which is going to be called sisterhood everlasting which hmm. i'm really excited because obviously now they're all grown up and like they're all mothers and stuff so I am
0: interested to see how that goes <sighs> Um, what, I feel like you know when whenever like they leave a massive gap between movies I'm always like oh mm-hmm. I hope it like goes well because I feel like it can go very left or it can go like really well
1: yeah because I, I think obviously if you've seen the second one the second one I don't know how anyone feels about that I actually can't remember the second Sisterhood of the Travelling Plants. Um, so I'm going to go into, obviously, um, cast. But before that, so the screenplay is obviously written by um, Delia Efron, sister of my beloved author, Nora mm-hmm. Efron. Um, Delia Efron's also written You've Got a Mail, which we did, um, which a lot of you loved that episode. And we loved discussing mm-hmm. that episode with... Carla yes, and it. Um, that was a really fun episode. Um <laughs> so many laughs. laughs. Um so many laughs. Um so if you haven't listened to that, go over and, and check it out. Um it was uh, produced by Deborah Martin Chase. Deborah Martin Chase, she's also like a really uh kind of prominent um producer. I think was she the one that do, uh, produced Princess Diaries? Because oh, yeah, is Princess she Princess Diaries? Yeah, she okay. is she and uh, Whitney Houston produced Princess Eyes, which we've also covered, mm-hmm. both of them. Um, uh, so go ahead um, and watch that. She al- she al- I think she does produce a lot of, like, teenage rom com right. movies. Um, yeah. It was also produced by Denise um, Dinovi, Andrew Kosovi, and Broderick Johnson. Um, again, as Belle mentioned, it was based on a novel. Um, the music is by Cliff Eidelman who people know as the conductor and composer of like the Star Star Trek series mm-hmm. I don't know how many films there are so <laughs> that's, how, that's what I'm going to say um, Cinematography um, was by John Bailey I think he's obviously collaborated with um, uh, Ken Kwapis I think it's Wapis it's I'm going to say Wapis because okay. I don't think the K is supposed to be Pronounced. um yeah so he's he's uh he, he's the kind of cinematography on this movie i actually really did like this like the angles and camera angles and like the transitions in this movie um distributed by warner bros um release date on 1st of june 2005 <laughs> what a coincidence we're not filming this no. on the first of
0: june 31st of may but close it is enough. the
1: first <laughs> movie of june exactly um uh so the budget was set for twenty five million and the box off it was forty two
0: million dollars.
1: Which is very um I don't know. it's average yeah. I think.
0: And I yeah, guess when average. you consider like um, all the locations as well. You know. Sorry? When you consider the location them the locations like Greece, yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexico. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Um Which leads me on to my next Mm. point. Principal photography started on the island of Santorini. Mm. um, And then Cabo, San Lucas and Mexico. And predominantly was filming around Vancouver, Canada. um, And all that good stuff. I've actually been to Santorini. Santorini
0: is beautiful. Yeah, it looks lovely. Except there's a lot of cats. Do you know what? I've heard someone say that exact thing. That there were it's just too many stray cats there were too many stray cats around like even at restaurants was, like if you're yeah. um at, seat, seated like in an outdoor eating area like the cats come up to you my worst yeah. fear
1: yeah yeah my worst fear in life and it actually happened to me like the cats Ew, were coming to me no. and i was like can i please be moved <laughs> like i was about to cry and have a panic attack like you don't understand my fear of cats um <laughs> Like, yeah like everyone was like what is going on because i was terrified of cats and i still am but literally there was one uh we were basically we were we were like doing this hike thing and on the top of it my, my friend really wanted to see like what was like that little town mm. or something and i sw- and i kid you not there was a cat that was as big as like a like a you know those guard dogs you get what like I'm not even joking it was guarding obviously oh someone's house like it God. was massive Ew, belt. No. I don't think I've ever seen a no. cat that big like it was literally as big as a guard dog and I'm like I'm not going I was like I turned right back I was like I'm walking down right there I was like I am not Never going mind. Through this. Uh-uh. I was like peace I was like let me know how it goes uh, I can't oh, no gosh. Um, but yeah Uh, speaking of the cast um, as bell mentioned so we have amber Tamlin as T- uh, tabitha tibby i always love that name tabitha i think that's <laughs> such a cute name um uh amber Be- uh, Tamlin, you would know out uh, from joan of arcadia uh which was like a really popular series in the 2000s um alexis Bledel as lena caligaris obviously all my gilmore girls you know gilmore girls or guys you know what's up um america ferreira as carmen lowell obviously i think she was at the time was she doing ugly betty
0: um oh i don't know because ugly betty came out in 2005 i think 2006 i wouldn't be surprised 2006 to 2010 yeah i wouldn't be surprised but she's
1: she she's been in a lot of things yeah like she she i think started really young um uh, she was like, oh, she was on a comedy drama called Real, Real Women Have Curves, and then she was also in this like um series about like high school students and stuff. I don't remember, uh, but yeah, um, we have uh making her film debut Blake Lively as Bridget um uh I don't I hate to say it, Vreeland
0: Yo, oh, I'll just just edit. No, I was mm-hmm. gonna say America Fur is um in Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine is that what it's called? Cloud-
1: Superstore! Superstore! The shop is called Cloud9. Nine. Cloud9. Nine. Rookie, 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 <laughs> rookie. Um, she's Amy, yes. isn't she? Yeah. Um, yeah, Amy. I love Superstore. I think that's one of my, like, now I added it onto my comfort shows because I <laughs> love watching It's so funny. Um. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, Blake Lively making her film debut in Sisterhood of Traveling Plants as Bridget Veland. Um, we have Bradley Whitford as Al Lowell who's Carmen's dad Jenna Boyd as Bailey Grafman Nancy Travis as Lydia Rodman um, we have Kyle Schmidt as Paul Rodman Michael Vogel, Vogel? as um, Eric Richman he's in a lot of things he's in the text I remember he's in the Texas Chain Massacre and he's in Blue Valentine oh. yeah um christy marsden as um olivia emily tennant as krista um leonardo nam as brian um rachel Tickerton as christina uh maria constant as yaya and george Tuliatos as papu wow i don't know I, that, that's mm. really challenging to see to say greek names um but yeah, so that is the cast and now I'm gonna hand you over to Belle for
0: Soundtrack. soundtrack. I mean yeah, so the with the soundtrack I mean for me, I don't know about you, Fee, but um it was um yeah, I it was a very soundtrack. nice soundtrack. The only song I recognized was um unwritten by Natasha Benningfield, hear it, Belle. of course. Let's which... hear it, Belle.
1: Come on, you can <laughs> <laughs>
0: All I think when I hear unwritten, all I think is um the the hills.
1: Hills was it the, the hills to the hills and then pantene adverts yeah. in back in the two thousands. Yeah. Oh Jember. gosh. Yes. And it was like yeah. all oh my. Rain God. on your skin. No one else can feel. No one else can it for you. you Only you Only can, you can let it in. Let it in. No one else. No one else. No one else, no else can see the <laughs> words on your lips. I don't know
0: i don't remember all the
1: words <laughs> just do you know what yeah. i was listening to that song and it came up on my playlist on saturday like unknown i was like oh my god i missed this song whatever happened to natasha yeah, i wonder where she is now
0: <laughs> well wow. i mean i don't know if you've seen but literally it started to that song has literally done yeah. like a comeback yeah. because on instagram people have done like no because people suddenly did like dance like dance routines to it
1: really is it like a tiktok but, dance
0: yeah yeah i think it got big on tiktok and um i think i saw was it last week or two weeks ago there was a video of her she joined like the tiktok oh. tiktok dancers and they were all dancing to I it. Love it i love that song that yeah, song so like it did like a comeback make
1: me cry if i was really emotional i just yeah love dancing i love to that it, yeah. song
0: yeah yeah but yeah, so altogether, um, there were thirteen songs that featured um on the film, and yeah, it's all very upbeat, very. I yeah. mean, if you think of a movie, yeah, if you think of a movie in like early two thousands, imagine like those kind of songs, very upbeat, very leaning more towards feminine, feminine. Yeah, I very say, like yeah, very kind of yeah. There's a Brandy yeah, Carlyle song
1: in it as well. If anyone knows, it's called Closer to You. I think it's when she's playing like the fo- It yeah. there is
0: yeah oh and there's a Katy Perry song in there as yes. well called them um, simple yes when she was yeah. i think
1: this is like literally before Katy Perry was like a massive like
0: yeah, yeah. But if
1: you- oh yeah cuz i was like oh Katy Perry and she was like a really mm. starting up and for all you Haim lovers um before Heim was Haim they had a they had the band called Valley Girls and they have a song called always there something always there for you or something like that and it is time, So there we go.
0: But yeah, I mean, other than that, I didn't find anything too exciting about the music. Yeah. It was just, yeah, just... Yeah, not much. Just very basic. Just very basic. Um, and um, it was actually... Um, the album... So the album was produced by Columbia Records and um, that was released in 2005. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, there wasn't too much There wasn't too much I found on that The rest is still unwritten
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm being the musical <laughs> interlude While <laughs> Val is looking at her notes
0: Yeah, but yeah, no I, um, I'm i just trying to like look through my notes To, to see if there's anything I missed anything, but no It's just very um, I miss those times When basic. everyone used to
1: overplay yeah. Natasha Bendenfield it's Beddingfield. I always say Beddingfield. Yeah.
0: It's not Beddingfield. It's Beddingfield. Yeah, Bedding... It's a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah. Beddingfield. I used to think it was Beddingfield. Do you remember
1: yeah. she had this song called, Um, it was like something, these words or something. And she's and it literally was like, I love you, I love you, I love you, or something like that. It was so I funny. It's something like, <laughs> these words are my own
0: yes 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 when you said that literally the music video popped into my head and I think she's like laying on the ground Yeah. I might be wrong but I think she's like laying on the floor with like grass and flowers or something I might be completely wrong guys maybe I think I miss Natasha
1: I hope she comes back with another oh she probably has but
0: we've just not listened to it yeah. Yes. Back to you, Belle <laughs> And now I'm just gonna dive into the script. So the script there was actually a lot to unpack from this film, which I was surprised by. What do you mean? Because, um, in terms of like um character character development, yeah. um, the themes that were explored, I, um, it I th- I thought it was, it was quite intense for a a. Uh, like a teenage movie that's what
1: i mean like if i watched it like Mm. i wouldn't i feel like i would have either glossed over it or i wouldn't have thought about it more like um like i'm not a big fan of bridget i'm just gonna say it right here i am not do not like bridget's character in the beginning me either yeah
0: me either i think she was my least favorite she was my least favourite. My favourite was definitely um Lena, Alex Bledel's really? character. I actually really yeah.
1: liked um I I liked I don't know. I think I liked all of them. Like I liked all of their stories, but I think mm. I think Tibby's was really nice. And also Carmen. I think I don't know why I like those. Two was stand nice. out was nice. Tibby's was yeah.
0: nice. Yeah. Um but yeah, Bridget's yeah, definitely my least favourite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so, um, as we mentioned, this is um classed as a um comedy drama mm-hmm. um however, I don't know how you feel about this, but I would just say that this was a drama because I didn't see any tropes of comedy in it at all i yeah, I mean, I don't know how you, how you feel about it. that's
1: actually very true. I would actually, I think tibia's character is like funny. But I think she's the only... Fun- Tibby and I think Carmen are a bit funny. But, like, other than that, I think it is more like a coming-of-age story rather than, like...
0: Yes. Like, comedy 100%. drama. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. And then there was... And when it comes to um romance, there was... I mean, the, the, if we consider the fact that there were four storylines, you know, yeah. for the four different characters... There was very little romance. Yeah, definitely. I f- I yeah. felt yeah. I mean the romance was nice when we did see it but yeah, I think I didn't think there was much. I think
1: the romance element was definitely more teen. Like I would never yeah and I yeah. think it was because it's like really fan like fantasy like I guess like and that was the only teen factor of it I think. Um mm-hmm. other than that I th- I don't know. I don't really care yeah, it as romance for me. No, no. It's no. more like a girl's
0: night
1: movie kind
0: of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um and yeah, I ju- yeah, I just felt like it was more of a lighthearted drama. Well, lighthearted? Yeah. <laughs> maybe not, not light-hearted. lighthearted, maybe yeah. just a drama. Yeah. yeah. And um and throughout the movie we um we get occasional narration from Carmen's character who is um America Ferrera's mm-hmm. character. And um yeah i just i don't know how you feel about uh, about this but do you think that the the fact that there were four main characters do you think the movie captured each person's storyline equally or do you feel like someone's was lacking or um some you know someone's was overdone how do you think that Um, came across i
1: think i think it was captured well i think for for, mm. for both of the four characters because i think they all in some way had emotional like not trauma for for like actually three of them did but like in lena's char- like way i think they all kind of had some emotional struggle emotional like scene yeah so i think i really um like yeah i think all of them had like equal parts like not one was not the i think of course like Tibby's like is more emotional Because obviously there's like a death kind of thing Sorry spoiler alert But I think they both had They all had equal like Ups and downs and Obviously Mm. like Tibby and Carmen's Is more grave because It's like It's really personal it's like family relationships And so is Bridget And I think and, And Lena's is I guess a bit more toned down Because there's no sense of loss For her um I Def- don't know if I'm yeah. making sense so I'm just going on. But like
0: No no completely because I actually as like as I go on with the script um about diving into the script I actually go on to say that one of the themes the key themes is mm-hmm, loss.
1: Exactly yeah. So yeah. So I don't think like um yeah so I think but all of their all of their stories are told well and they will have like screen like enough screen time for us to be invested in it and stuff. Um mm but yeah i don't think i think obviously Lena's is like the less serious of it all mm-hmm.
0: yeah 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 well, i 100% agree because that's what i thought and i just wanted to sit like hear your take yeah on it if you felt the same way but yeah i do think um they got equal amounts of um basically their stories you know for us to see their stories unravel yeah definitely yeah But um, yeah, so um, the key themes um, that are explored And feel free to um, chime in for if you feel like Mm -hmm. more themes um, um, were um, looked at But um, key themes that were explored were friendship, loss and young love Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, for me, I think one thing that I was a bit confused by Was the fact that um, when we look at, if we look at friendship for instance Mm -hmm. first they They have nothing in common. The only thing that they've got in common is the fact that they were all born in the same mm-hmm. week, and their mums you know obviously went into labor in the same week yeah, and um yeah, and we see that at the beginning of the movie, so we see them kind of at the very first part of the movie. we see them at different stages yeah. um as um young girls and then um and then and then them basically becoming like young adults mm-hmm. um and yeah um at the beginning of the movie we see them one way um in terms of like who who they think they are Mm -hmm. who they think um they the people that be basically who they think this is their identity and then over the summer we get to see them grow and change Mm -hmm. and for some some characters that's not such a great thing Mm -hmm. and for other characters we see that it's a good thing like Mm -hmm. we see Lena for instance come out of her shell and um become a bit more confident in who she mm-hmm. is yeah um okay yeah i mean what do you think it's realistic to have a friendship group that is is held together main mainly by the fact that they were all born in the same week because i was like i don't really see I would have liked to see them have more in common To be like okay this is a realistic friendship
1: I mean but I think that like I think it's That's kind of a bias for you because the thing is We only ever see them in summer We don't see them in school We don't see them like mm. before Whatever happens and I think like Um It doesn't I think to be friends I don't think you have to have Everything in like anything in common I think I, th- mm. Um especially like friends that you've grown up with in high school and like gone through like life like that i think because obviously they're changing as well Hmm. um so i i i don't think like you need to have everything in common like i know i feel like they're all like no not everything like i feel like tibby's like the emo definitely like kind of really geeky but like very artistic like film like you know Lena is like the more like artistic, like very creative, like you know, like the shy girl. Mm-hmm. um Carmen's kind of, and I think mm-hmm. I, Carmen's kind of out there and like vocal and she's like Latina and very like proud and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. And then Bridget's obviously like the sporty girl and stuff. And I think like they mm-hmm. have like these, I think the, 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 these kind of personalities, but I think the one thing is common in common is obviously like obviously their friendship, like their mom's friendship and stuff. But the fact that like, They've grown up mm. together I think that's a different Kind of friendship overall I feel like when you Grow up together It's just I think that That kind of Keeps you together Like through life Because that is a bond In itself right. Rather than that, yeah, Needing to have yeah, anything yeah. In common If that makes sense Like Yeah I know I have Like I Like two Like I have certain friends That like Yeah I think I, I would say I have like Three or four friends That I have like That kind of bond with Where like We are completely mm. different but because we've grown Mm. up together and we've like seen each other at like probably our worst and stuff like we always have that to fall back on it's like the longevity of friendships that's what basically i'm trying to say
0: yeah no i get it i'm trying to think because i don't think you should have every obviously i think it's impossible to have everything in common but i I was just it's just a thought that i had that at the beginning they basic they basic. i think one um, Carmen's character Who's the narrator yeah. She says We have nothing in common So yeah. it's just a thought That popped yeah, yeah. popped up And I was like Hmm If that's the only reason That they're friends Because their mums are friends Then yeah. yeah It just made me ponder a but bit But that's the
1: thing If you think but, about yeah. Like some Like mostly like Like when you Like all the, all the friends That you've grown up with I feel like That's literally what happens mm. You're there because like You've met each other In like a, like, a class Or like your mums are friends And like yeah. That's literally how you grow up And like you and it's just i i just think that's the bond that they have is just like the fact that they've grown up together and like our best friends and stuff
0: yeah yeah i think it's uh, yeah i guess it's like time that you spend together like the more you spend time with someone the more you naturally just like you just know them you get to know them and i guess your experiences together as well just builds that friendship because you're like i know you you know me definitely yeah yeah then um, yeah, just very briefly, I'll um, I'll just dive into the setting and location. So um, we um, obviously we've mentioned we've mentioned these um, earlier on, but um, we see Greece and um, specifically Santorini, um, which um, the, um, and Lena is visiting her grandparents in Santorini, and we've also got Bridget mm-hmm. who goes to Mexico, um, and she's going for a soccer camp. Um, we have um Carmen, who is um like we mentioned, is visiting her dad, and that takes place in South carolina. um but originally they all they all come from Mary. I always like struggle to say maryland or maryland. maryland, yeah, maryland, Maryland, yeah, and um they're all from Maryland, so Tibby decides to stay home and she gets like a job at a local store for the summer. Yeah. so, yeah, so i mean the f- do you, how did you feel about it being almost well i mean one it was one hour and 58 minutes but two hours long basically do you think it was necessary or do you think there were scenes that you weren't know honestly so necessary? i didn't
1: even think about the time like i know i think the movie mm. this movie is really and i do like it and it's really good in terms of like telling everyone's story appropriately because you're always like I think if it was just focused on one person and one setting and blah blah you'd be a bit bored but I honestly didn't even think about like how yeah. long it was going to be I just kind of watched it and I was like yeah and I, I think it's because it moves so like seamlessly and like swift, you know and the transitions are really well done because yeah. of the, uh, because of the um, cinematographer and stuff I think it was like flawless in, in that aspect and I didn't even think about the time because I think I was invested in the story and yeah I actually I do like yeah. this movie and like it is now I think one of my like comfort movies that I watch if like yeah if I want to see something like you know if like I want to see that kind of like 2000s rom like you know that kind of thing so I yeah I don't think I didn't really yeah. care about the time I think it was just because the story was very well told yeah. and like very like expansive and like Detailed on all parts I think it was It was fine Yeah
0: And I shall be Passing the baton Over to you Fee
1: Okay I think um, I mean There's not a lot of facts About the movie To be very honest with you Um, But I'm just gonna Go through them Just a little bit Yeah Um, So Blake Lively's father um, In the movie Is actually her real father in real life, whose name is Ernie Lively. Um, Alexa Alexis Bladell went through a summer camp, um, training how to um, ride a Vespa, a mule, scuba dive, and took drawing lessons in preparation for the movie. Um, This is a really sweet one, and I I remember seeing this on social media. So Blake Lively, Amber Tamling, America Ferrera, and Alexis Bledel all became such great, great friends that Blake Lively named them her daughter James's unofficial godmothers. Oh, um, that's yeah, sweet. and appa- apparently they like are like really good like best friends till now as well because they always post things on like social media or something oh, about them like amazing. FaceTime each other and stuff and I just think that's so wholesome and cute um, all leading forecast members have respective television series Blake Lively Gossip mm. Girl Alexis mm-hmm. Bedell Gilmore Girls America Ferreira Ugly Betty mm-hmm. and Amber Tamlin Joan of Arcadia um, Bridget is supposed to be the oldest of the four girls by a few days but Lake Lively was the youngest of the four actresses by a few years ah. at the age of 16 during filming. Um oh yeah. Um according to the director, we could have seen another Tibby in this in in this film and that could have been Hilary Da. I don't think I would have I don't
0: think she would have been I can been see thing. that. Yeah. I mean, I think she i i guess maybe because she's we typically see her in like a role where she's a sweet very sweet character tibby's very kind of like grungy so yeah yeah i don't know if because of like the fact that we're used to seeing her in a certain role that would have affected it but i mean i feel like i could still see her in it
1: Mm, maybe i think so yeah Um, Next fact is Costas and Lena's relationship Is a take on Romeo and Juliet With both families at at war And uh, Lena and Costas falling in love That is so true Cute Um, Bridget's uh, love interest Eric goes to Columbia University And in Gossip Girl Serena van der Woodsen Also went to Columbia Which is um, Yeah that one was in New York right Yeah um, and I think um that yeah, there's like not that many um, so the last fact is Blake Lively is the only one who has the name which starts with B if you think about it, so the other characters all have the letter A in then first name, amber, mm. Alexis, and America, and then Blake, mm. and the movie was mentioned um on an episode of the game show Skatuni, I think it's like a version of Jeopardy or something. And oh, they, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's about it, actually. So for, for the facts of the movie. So I think now we're going to discuss the questions. Our lovely, yes. lovely questions. So obviously this film is like female-centric and centric on female relationships. So we'll start off from there. What... And and how I mean, did you perceive of the relationship between the friends? I mean, the mother and 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 the daughters. Um, so yeah, Belle. Let let's hear your take on. We, so
0: we don't really see the mums make much of an appearance throughout the movie. I mean, I'd say each of the mums. We don't even see any
1: of uh, Lena's parents, like, by the way.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. And. Um, for um, oh, I get their names mixed up. I'm like, Lena, <laughs> Carmen. Mm-hmm. For Carmen, I literally feel like we see her mum make an appearance like yeah. two or three times, and that's the same for um Tibby's mum. She literally makes like two or three yeah. appearances and like it's like one or two lines of mm-hmm. dialogue. And for um Carmen, I was a bit surprised at her mom's approach, like, when she... So, um, for anyone that hasn't watched it, um, when Car- Carmen goes to visit her dad, um, there's a moment where she gets really upset, so decides yeah. to go back home to Maryland. And she's having a moment with her mom where she's like, oh, I'm so upset. And her mom's like, well, I don't want to tell you... I, I, you know, I don't really want to have to tell you that yeah. I told you so. And she's like, well, don't... don't. And I'm like... "I." I just thought that was quite unsensitive yeah, for yeah. her mom to do. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but I just didn't think that was very helpful to the situation. Like in, in if that was to happen in real, mm-hmm. like in real life, I, I just be like, I, I feel like that's a time where she should have been comforting her, rather than well, I told you not to visit your dad. Well, kind I of think thing.
1: I mean I, I think I'd, I'd have to slightly disagree with you because the thing is if you think about it the guy the dad I don't think they got a divorce necessarily I think Carmen what it suggests in the movie is that he left them and also if you think about it he hasn't really made an effort over the years to kind of see her and stuff so Mm. I feel like I would definitely have that kind of remark where I'd be like of course you have to be really neutral for your kids but like Mm. I think as a mother you also need to really prepare the kid for the worst thing because if he can't make time for you first of all like to come across to see you when you're really young and stuff like uh, how would you ex- like, yeah, twice exactly a like year. how would you expect him to do it when you're mm. there with him and so i think there's there of course right. it's that kind of security and like sensitivity for the child that you have to be very precautious of before mm. sending her off and i think that's what the mum was doing where she's like listen i'm telling you like I think she's also speaking to her as an as an adult, so she's like, "Listen, I'm telling you, this is what p- is probably gonna mm. happen. If you still wanna go, you go ahead." And I think that's a very honest and mm-hmm. refreshing conversation to have with a child. So I understand where she's coming from in terms of she's preparing her for the worst, and then f- like unfortunately, mm. she's right at the end because that's exactly what happens, and
0: she does have yeah. to come back. Yeah, he literally yeah, proves exactly. the mum right. Um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I guess the 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 good thing about it is she never actually, like, bashes yeah. the dad and says, oh, he's a this, or he's a that. He So I guess in terms of, like, if in real life, you know, parents mm-hmm. were co-parenting, that obviously... She just
1: tells her what she should expect, bashing, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And there's no, no bashing, so I guess that's, exactly. like, that's fair enough, yeah. And then for... um. For um the relationship between Tibby and her mum It just seems like Tibby's Like the So basically again if you haven't Watched it Tibby has a much younger sister Who's like A mm-hmm. toddler basically And she just seems to always be like The babysitter Like her mum's like oh take care of the baby We never actually see any Any Um any kind of like warmth like a warm relationship Mm -hmm. between mother and daughter where they're having like Mm -hmm. a heart to heart like even in the moment where Bailey dies and she like we never really see any conversation go on between them because I thought that would have been Mm -hmm. a good opportunity for her to be like oh Mm -hmm. mom, I'm really sad but it just doesn't happen and it just seems like she's more of a babysitter rather than like you know like actually she she we don't see her seek comfort or um confide in her mum about anything which just shows that for me anyway shows that their relationship seems quite strained
1: yeah definitely i think yeah um, yeah i think i'd agree with you as well because i mean but the thing is you also have to think about how tibby is as a character and how you'd go on about having discussing with someone that mm. doesn't talk about their feelings so openly Um so that's I think another thing that like you have to be yeah and also like we see how Tibby like deals with grief like she just stays in her room and doesn't talk to anyone doesn't like you know do anything and that's obviously perfectly fine because that's her way of coping and that's her mechanism but also I don't think I don't know what the mom could have said that would have made it better because um, mm. it was quite unexpected and it was kind of like she was hit with bricks when obviously she found out about the condition, but then when she died, it was like everything she basically right, believed yeah. in kind of failed her. And even like she went as far as saying, like, this the pants are going to help you though, like, let them help you, you know, that kind of thing. And I don't mm. know what, what could mm. have been said to be more about. Helping that ha- helping, yeah, that would have helped her with the pain at all. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't I, I don't think I think the mum was in it with Tibby's like relationship and how she is. I think the mum was in the perfect amount um, because obviously you saw like and also Tibby's that rebellious teenage daughter that you know mm-hmm. that stereotype. Of yeah. It. Um. So I think that kind of relationship. Justifies itself in a way um,
0: But mm. yeah no, I, It's almost like she's yeah. running away From yeah, like and her like, mum Like she's running away yeah, from her. Yeah and also I think she's
1: also like uh, What's what's the word I'm trying to think of Her mum's also like really busy and like You know doesn't have time for her kids and stuff mm. And like she's kind of made peace With mm. the fact that that is her relationship with Tib- t- uh, Tibby and I think Tibby's more of a partner to her mum right. rather than a daughter
0: That's a good point Yeah. She's kinda like helping out, but yeah. That's that's more or less the extent to their relationship. And I guess it doesn't seem to bother her, so I guess that's fine then. Because she it's almost like she wants that distance and that Mm -hmm. space from her mum. Yeah. So yeah. And then for um I mean, for Bridget, it seems like she, from what we, from, you know, from what we learned, it seems like the impression I got was that she seemed to be quite close with her mum. And it seems like they had very fun times when, um, you know, when she, when she was younger. Because there's a point where she um, talks about a time when she was, like, 10 and her mum, like, made pizza. And it's just like, it just seems like a very nostalgic moment for her. And I thought that was nice that... They at least had a good relationship, despite what her mum was going through. She kind of mm-hmm. held on to the good times. So yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah. And what's the last one? Well, Lena. Yeah, like you said, we just. I was I was a bit shocked that we just never never mm-hmm. see her parents.
1: Yeah, we just see her grandparents.
0: Yeah. 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 But then I I mean I wonder if I guess the movies like an hour and basically Mm -hmm. two hours maybe they just didn't think it was if they've already got the grandparents at least we don't need her parents in as well maybe maybe yeah
1: um yeah yeah. so I think the female relationship I was thinking about is just like their whole friendship as a whole and I think because Mm. the movie kind of focuses on that like I don't know if the fact, like if there is much space for the family, like unless there's like a discourse and disagreement yeah. where the parents have to sit them down and be like, Okay, now you guys got- like you guys have to sort this out. You guys have to talk to each other. But I mm. really like their bond, like their bond like this it's like a not even a friendship, it's a sisterhood and I like I believe in that as well it in literally. terms of like, you know, some friends are greater than friends and like um they're like sisters and like brothers or whatever yeah and i really exactly, love that one yeah. that they have where like yeah. they literally drop anything to be there with each other and it's never and also like it's yeah. like they're like also empowering with one another like even though like obviously tibian mm. come and have that disagreement and and it's and and like instantly they make up as well like within the next day they make up but like yeah even in yeah. the beginning when they're trying the pants and like Carmen is obviously so body conscious and she's like you know so like um, mm. yeah she's just like so aff- like kind of insecure of herself basically and everyone's like you yeah. look amazing like you know they're lifting her yeah lifting they like her reassure and, like, her one yeah. of one of uh Bridget's rule is like you can't call yourself fat while you're wearing the jeans and I just love that it's like yeah. they all know each other's like insecurities and like and they don't try to they they, they only, unless with Lena because i think they want to show how, like how beautiful lena is or whatever um but they don't mm. try yeah they, they never like focus on that and like they are constantly just empowering each other and like um yeah just, especially in the letters as well and they're just like we well i hope you have like the best time with the pants and i hope the pants mm. the, the pants like bring you the best luck or something and i really love that um yeah, and I think it's like I really love the fact where they're like still good friends because I think you can really see that like in in, in the movie because I feel like if they if they had four actresses who just didn't get along with each other I don't think the, the movie would have like been such a phenomenon no, that I agree. it is um, and I really like that I just love the whole friendship aspect and I think that like this film there's so many like movies about friendship as well but like I think this film really like hit it like hit the nail on the head and like it is the perfect kind of description of like just friends like being there for each other and like empowering each other and yeah and it's like especially the fact that it was like 2005 and like you know everything you saw was Mm. just about women competing with each other tearing each other down or like people tearing women each other down and it's like this just kind of completely goes against and like is just a movie like showing about like how four girls can like just coexist and like be like you know make a successful like franchise um which i really loved
0: yeah yeah 100 percent um i yeah i i completely agree with the sisterhood thing and i like the fact that unlike a lot of movies which i don't know if you um i don't know how you feel about this but i feel like for some movies when there is, I'll okay. I'll use Mean Girls as as an example. So Mean Girls, you've got a group of girls that are in high school, and but their relationship is very catty. It's very unhealthy. Yeah. There, there's you've got like a leader, and they're all looking up to this, you know, Regina George. <laughs> they're all looking up to Regina, and she, you know, she says jump. They say how high, and it's a very mm-hmm. unhealthy um dynamic and i feel like movies during that period me i don't i'm trying to think if now i recently i've seen any movies like that but i don't think so but back then i feel like very often you'd see tension and rivalry with mm-hmm. like when it comes to f- you know female portraying female you know female yeah. friendships and stuff but with this i love that no one was a, there was no one person that was like a leader there was yeah. not one person that kind of dictates what the group does it was very yeah. it was a For very sure. easy and a, a very easy breezy relationship where you know if just like you mentioned if um Bridget's down they uplift her if Carmen's down they yeah. uplift her if um, Lena's down they uplift her and you know vice versa so I love that mm-hmm. there was no competition it was just very much like you know In the letters, like you said, it's very uplifting. The site have an amazing time with these pens, and it was great.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Well, I think now we should move on to the men. Yes. Um. I know you had you had something to say about the father relationship.
0: So yeah, like if you want to start off. So Carmen's dad. Oh my goodness, he just. I you know, I just I was just willing him to do something to like comfort his daughter. And yeah. He's just kind of like oh you'll go home. Okay, bye. Kind it's it's very much like I I wanted him to like chase her and just be like no like I'm yeah. sorry like you know sh-. but okay. So, again, for who anyone that hasn't watched it, at the very you know at the beginning when she goes to her dad and um they're driving to his house. Mm. He's literally had so much time to tell her that he's getting remarried, that um, this woman that he's about to marry is living in his house, and Mm. so are her two children. But he just doesn't prepare her. And I thought that was just very... It was just very inconsiderate of her feelings. Yeah, for sure. You know, surely he's dated this woman for some time, and he's... You know, he proposed to her and all this time he just never find found a good time to tell his daughter that yeah. he's like doing this and to add to to add on to it he's then like moved her and her kids into his house and it's a bit you know she literally says to him like he's not there for her but he's like there for like this you know his, his wife's other, other, children, other children yeah, yeah which yeah. is such a horrible thing to take in and I don't know about Yuffie but I thought he had many opportunities to rectify the situation like the time that she she throws the rock at the window it's almost like his cue to like go out and be like oh my gosh like yeah you know try and comfort her but he just does nothing and lets her go back home and then
1: the fact that they're having dinner rather than looking for her like
0: what? exactly yeah it's kind of like okay life moves on and yeah. yeah it just wasn't right and then again in the scene where in the scene where she confronts him over the phone she just like says all this stuff and he doesn't really do much he he doesn't like try to call her back or no. even tries to like call her mom and see how she's doing exactly.
1: he just does
0: he's just very passive and I just didn't like that passive attitude <laughs> from
1: him no Exactly, right. and like, yeah, I really didn't like the the father character honestly, mm. because I think that, like, he wasn't rem- like in remorse about their relationship at all. Right. Like, in fact, I feel like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm like you know she should you know she should go to his wedding, but he didn't even like I mean or we didn't see her, like him trying to follow up after she called him. Exactly, like we saw nothing of that. So we didn't see um we didn't see like her come like him you know calling her and mm. like um even coming to her and, or either postpone your wedding why don't you try to exactly. make things better with your daughter and then get married with her happiness rather exactly. than just carrying on um and i think it really does kind of um what's it called it kind of like proves her point of him just not caring about her yeah and i guess um, i mean to go yeah, back really to her mom's like
0: attitude it Reinforces what her mum said that, like, exactly, you know, j- kind of it's almost like warning her, like, d- do you really want to go there? Because mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't, he's just a very, very, very like passive character, yeah, yeah. and
1: yeah, and yeah, that's why I have to say, I think, honestly,
0: yeah, and then we've also got um, Bridget's. Relationship with her dad, <laughs> and I wish we would have seen more of that, and I wish we would have seen their relationship um be become a bit more um just I wish they would have actually had a discussion about their relationship, and we would have seen like a positive outcome from that, or some mm. outcome from that. But yeah. I think it, it's just left um unspoken.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Because I think he's also like Dealing with the loss of his wife mm. And like also, also I think with That's the thing about mental health is like It's one of those diseases Which just like slowly kills someone And like mm. you don't know how to help them So I think like yeah. part of it is also He's feeling guilt from that yeah. And he can't Face his daughter Because everything kind of reminds him of his wife Like that's what I got when I saw when i saw their relationship like he just i feel like he just looks like a helpless man like right yeah after he's lost his wife and it just like i that's Mm -hmm. that's one character that i really feel sorry for because like he kind of like feels like he doesn't know what he's doing and even because i'm sure his Mm. daughter reminds him of his wife and he's just like doesn't know how to talk to anyone and like how to even talk to his daughter i think um yeah i i i really felt
0: sorry for for the for the dad that's interesting because for me, what mainly stood out was when she gets she's at soccer camp. Mm. So he sends a letter, and it's literally like one or two lines, yeah. and it's written yeah. on headed paper. And literally, it's it it literally says love. Everything's like typed up, and it just says dad, like it's yeah. like love dad, and he signed it, and it's a bit like I, I just. Yeah, that's true yeah i would have hoped for it to be more sentimental and more like oh you know oh i'm missing you and i hope you're having fun but he's very much like it's like but you know like the, the approach you take in an email like hi i hope you're well yeah um one or two lines done Kind regards. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> and that's definitely. kind of the impression that I got from her dad's letter. And yeah. what was so key was that it was written on headed paper. It's like yeah. it's like his secretary <laughs> wrote that up and he just signed it dad. And they posted it and I was like, Oh my gosh, no. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was really sad. And you can just see her face drop when mm. she reads it and it's kinda of like, Oh, is that all?
1: Yeah. So, yeah yeah, And
0: that was very telling about their relationship But I Definitely. completely get where you're coming from That You know with What has happened With you know his wife her mum You know He probably Didn't know what to do with himself You know never been in that Situation doesn't know how to mm-hmm. Handle it or you know Cope with it so Yeah,
1: yeah for sure and I think at last we have hmm. to Talk about that relationship Oh my god Well the two yeah. relationships that are in this movie Costas yeah. and Lena and Eric And Bridget mm-hmm. Um, I honestly Okay so I think Lena and Costas's love story Was a bit like I don't know I just I, I, For some reason I think maybe the execution of it wasn't that well Because I really didn't like see the chemistry between them two i don't know if i was the only one i did like their like relation like like love Mm. story and stuff like it was very like but again that that's the thing it was like very childlike and very fantasy-ish like Mm. there wasn't like i don't know like there wasn't any like realness to it which i always loved about love stories there's no realness in this in this love story Mm. um so i really didn't like Their equation But I did like How like He kind of like Fights for her And like Yeah You know how he's like Oh like Why do you care about What the families think But for some reason I don't know I didn't see a chemistry Between them And I think even with Like oh okay So Bridget Oh my god I really don't I did not like that character She was so annoying And, like, the guy was trying to, like, do his job. And she's, like... She was, like, forcing herself on him. Like, just... Oh, and also, like, because opening her hair is going to make her sexier. I mean, (coughs) we're talking about Blake Lively, who's one of the sexiest women in the world. Like, of course. But, like... I mean, I don't know. Like, it just is so stupid. Like, she's... You know, I feel like she reminds me of, like, those girls that, like you went to school with that were just so boy crazy and would like do things for attention do you remember and it's just like so it just brings back those memories I completely get what you mean like Like,
0: like, roll up their skirts and like yeah and like you know open up like like, like, their school shirts yeah
1: and like that's exactly what she like she's just trying to um over like not overshoot I don't know that's, that's not the word but like what's the word like I don't know I think she's trying to overcompensate that's it mm-hmm. overcompensate for like obviously her mom dying and stuff into this person that she barely knows mm. he's probably not even a good human being and, but just because she,
0: he's hot right yeah exactly I, and she I wants was to saying, go and you don't yeah, even exactly. know him like you're literally like falling like what's the word I'm looking for falling for him yeah, yeah. it wasn't even falling
1: for him it was just infatuation yeah like and also bless him like if this was any other guy I'm sure he would have like you know jumped the gun but like this guy is literally so sweet he's like no like I can't do this I'm working like mm-hmm. you know obviously he gives in at the end but like still like he's you know and it's like that kind of debate about I guess consent consent mm. because he does say to her like no like and you he can't, keeps you're, saying to you're her young yeah. and again she's not even of age I guess I don't know what the age is in
0: US yeah, because she says she's 17. Yeah. But weren't they... I wasn't sure if she lied or not, because at the beginning of the movie, I thought they were 16. No, they were 17. They were 17, okay. Yeah. And he's supposed to be, like, going off to college. So yeah. he was, like, probably 18.
1: Yeah, because, like, you know, so this next movie is there in college. Oh, I see. So I'm I guessing see. they're yeah, yeah, 18, 19, two. yeah. Okay. And I think, yeah, that's why it's like, he yeah, like, he's he's making sure that like you are giving consent but like you're not even caring about his consent and it just really pissed me off and like that's why i kind of don't like bridget's character but then obviously at the end you feel sorry for her because she's trying to obviously like you know like compensate his love for her mums and blah blah but just like i just really like did not like her character like she's just so extra and like for no reason, like way too much, yeah. And she's, he, I like. There was this one line where she's like, "He's a hundred percent off limits," but I don't care. And I'm like, R- "Like, just calm down." Even the girls were like, "Like, you need to chill." He's like the coach. Yeah, like, yeah, like exactly. Well. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Do like, can you just like play the game? Like, can exactly. you?
1: <laughs> Why do you focus? Anyways, and... over to you, Belle. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, I so I liked um I I obviously there d- there are distinct differences between um oh uh, con oh I forgot his name now Costas um Costas and Lena's relationship compared mm-hmm. to um Bridget and Eric's relationship and yeah. um Costas and Lena's uh, um for me seemed very genuine. It seemed mm-hmm. like there was genuine love blossoming there and they took their time. Whereas with um, Bridget and Eric, she I mean, he was like just a guy trying to do his job and she was Isn't like yeah, exactly. rushing him to like come after her and he's like he's he was the one that was like slow down, like relax, like you Exactly I, I'm you know, we shouldn't even be having any kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. here but it's almost as if you know when people think it's that line you said about being off limits I think she was kind of like forbidden fruit, so I'm going to be the one to like get my claws into him and I was just like oh will you just shut you know just sit down have a nap relax just breathe but right no one can resist me and it's like just shush Sit down. yeah, but yeah she was um it was just too it was just way too much for she was like forcing him to like you know it, it was making him uncomfortable.
1: yeah exactly. Um, I think on that note we are gonna move on to the ratings um, So
0: belle. Do you want to go first? I'd give this a four out of five. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'd give it a four. I think it was um, It was a well-written movie as, because I feel like when it comes to writing about multiple different characters, it's it can be quite hard. Sometimes you can... And sometimes um, they end up focusing more on one or two characters more than the others. But I feel yeah. I I love that... They were able to capture everyone's story very um very well, basically. Mm, that's um, so true. Yeah. And I mean I definitely deduct a point because obviously we're we're all for rom coms and this was neither rom or com. Nah.
1: <laughs> no, definitely not.
0: So yeah, but yeah, I think it did a good job of um just um see Seeing a different side to teenage lives as well because mm-hmm. the, you know looking at loss and like mental health mm-hmm. i th- I thought that was a different way to go, and I think they captured that very nicely as well
1: yeah
0: definitely. yeah, and it's it it came across as quite a realistic portrayal of how people might deal with the loss um as well mm mm-hmm. yeah,
1: for sure. Um I think I'm going to be the same actually. I think I'm going to give it a 4 as well. Mm. Um I loved I as I said I really love this movie. Um I love coming of age films, so I really love this movie. I liked the friendship factor and I think it was bang on with the whole mm. sisterhood and yeah. I really liked them Yeah, I just really liked all of their chem- like their chemistry together and I think it was like so believable that they are genuinely friends and like just how they're there for each other and pick willing to pick up the pieces if one of them isn't there and um i yeah and i love them individually as characters as well i think again yeah if i were to take a point out it was definitely from the romance because for the for some reason i didn't really like the romance between either of the characters um and i think it for like a teenage film it delves into topics really well like mm-hmm. divorce, separation, yeah. loss, um, you know, like lo- like losing your virginity and stuff yeah. like that as well. And like, um, falling in love, um, like yeah, grief and yeah. like sickness, like it's so everything that could that people, you know, struggle with in life all kind of wrapped into one movie. And I think it was very well told and the screenplay mm-hmm. i think i do give it to the screenplay and direction as well like it was very well directed and mm, you like i feel like everyone was like there wasn't one actress that was like lacking or something like all yeah. of them were perf- like their performances were really good um i think obviously my least favorite character is bridget but even you do feel like sorry for her and you feel you understand at the end of the day where she's coming from at the end yes. of the film and which is so important. Um and yeah, so that's why I think I'd give it a four out of five too, yeah. Belle.
0: Amazing. Um
1: I think that's it, guys. Um Belle,
0: any parting thoughts? Um I'm just trying to think. I mean, one thing that literally jumped to mind was that like towards the end when Eric like comes I was gonna say the same thing as well. Yeah. I was like uh- I didn't think that was realistic, personally. When he like comes to try and find her and speak to her, it and was they're it, just like, "Oh, okay, bye, bye." Yeah, that's it. It, it was, was just point very of unnecessary. But I do like the fact that from doing that, it seemed like he did actually care about her feelings and he did respect her. And even Definitely. though she was the one that forced him, she was very forceful in her approach with like trying to like get him mm-hmm. I he also took accountability and did actually feel like he'd taken advantage of that so I like that he yeah. owned it yeah I like that he owned it yeah definitely yeah
1: Um, I think I was about to say the same things yeah. so next week we'll be doing the second the sequel to this movie I think mm. I've watched it, but I also don't remember watching it. So I don't know where we can, where, or how it will be. Um, mm. But yeah, we'll be, we'll be covering Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2 um, in the next episode. So please watch and prepare. Or if you mm-hmm. already have watched it, join us um, while we dissect the movie. Um, yes. And yeah, that's about it. Belle, do you have anything else?
0: Um, no, I'd just say, um, let us know your thoughts, your comments. Feel free to um join in on the conversation. If you mm-hmm. agree or disagree, you know, your um comments no are welcome. Just don't, you know, don't don't <laughs> don't, don't hate, hate on us. Killers. But yeah. Yeah, but no, um we're definitely open for like more discussion and feel free mm-hmm. to interact with us on our social media platforms. Um we mm. are available on Twitter, um, Instagram and at Flick Talk Pod. Yeah, yeah, and for go. both platforms, we're at Fli- Flick Talk Pod. Mm. Yep,
1: and obviously our podcast is on Acast, Apple, Spotify, everywhere. Yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, anywhere um, you can find podcasts, we're there. I think that's <laughs> it,
1: and I think we're gonna bid adieu. But um, yeah, take care. If you're in the mm-hmm. UK, we hope you're enjoying the sun. It's really hot today. So I hope you're enjoying the sun but take care wear SPF, yes. and drink water there we go <laughs> um, but yeah we'll see you next week um, and yeah stay safe thank you for listening yeah bye wow.